KRCL champions building a more socially engaged Utah through locally driven programming that promotes music discovery and civic participation. Tune into KRCL on 90.9 FM for a curated mix of music, including at least one track by a Utah artist every hour. From alternative rock to reggae, blues to bluegrass, KRCL is here to bring you the greatest bangers all day, every day. Are you listening? This is Slug Soundwaves. My name is Carrie Jorgensen, and I make music under the name Bobo. Bobo is a a two-piece pop group using mostly like electronic elements like beats and synthesizers along with guitar, a lot of guitar. Jared Estridge is the other person in Bobo. He plays the guitar. So I kind of come from like a DIY punk background, even though I never really made, I've never really made a lot of punk music, but that's kind of like the scene I kind of came up in. And no one knows how to play any instruments in that (laughs) scene, pretty much. (laughs) There's a lot of like self-taught musicians. So when I first started playing music, I played guitar and I wrote songs on the guitar. First I did acoustic and then I moved to electric, but I was still playing like solo. But I wasn't really good at the guitar and I didn't really like it that much. But at some point I started using Audacity. It's like a free open source recording program. And years and years ago, I like started, I don't know what gave me the idea, but I started like recording samples from like my cassette tape collection into Audacity and like making loops, then like kind of creating songs over that. And I wanna say that my my brother Carl, who started the local um, electronic label called Hell Audio, I think maybe he heard those early like looped songs I was making, but he kept encouraging me to like use Ableton or use like hardware, like an MPC or some other kind of sequencer to like basically do the same kind of thing, but like get into it more. <laughs> so yeah, I'm not, I'm not much of a, I mean, I sing, I write songs. I'm not much of like a musician. I feel like I'm more of like a songwriter, producer kind of person. working on the guitar I had these limitations I had to work around which was like not knowing how to play the instrument (laughs) and I kind of liked that using like computer software 
you don't have like you have to kind of create your own limitations creatively it's so expansive like the amount of kinds of things you can do like the amount of tracks you can record like i was like recording my old stuff on like an analog like eight track like four track and then eight track recorder so i kind of switched gears completely from analog to digital The new album is called Bobo 2, and it came out last March. The, the album isn't like about any one thing, like there's no concept to it. It's not like a, there's no like thesis statement. It's sort of more of just like what's been like rattling around the old brain. <laughs> yeah, it was like interesting to work on it after we hadn't put out anything for a number of years. Uh, the last one came out when we were still living in Indiana. And that one was, uh, I mostly did myself. I was like writing songs in Ableton as I was like learning how to use the program. I like listened back to it like later once I kind of like knew more about like how to make music and and I was like, oh man, I can like do, I can like make this sound so much better than I used to be able to. So. I kind of like put the first album out fairly quickly, maybe within like six months of like starting to to do Ableton. But this like in between that album and this album, there's just been a lot of like trying to level up skills and also just kind of dealing with like being kind of an obsessive neurotic person. <laughs> so things kind of like take a long time when you're like, oh, this could be better or like what if I learn how to make it better like as, you know, as soon as it comes out or whatever, like it just, a lot of obsessing over this one. <laughs> Part of the motivation for learning Ableton was my brother Carl, who um, started Hell Audio, telling me like, I'll put something out, like just make something. So it was like a nice motivation to be like, all right, let's just go for it. Jared's like even more like obsessive about stuff than I am. And he like has sort of like a disturbing lack of ego where he just like doesn't really need anyone to hear anything ever. And I'm a little bit more like, oh, I got to put this out there. I did most of it myself, but there's like a couple guitar parts that he did. And then one of the songs on Smoke in the Elevator called Condor he pretty much produced that by himself and I like added like vocals. And then this one, it's a lot more evenly kind of like co-produced than the first one. I'm a lot more of like a scrappy producer and engineer and Jared has a lot more, there's a lot more finesse to like what he, he makes. So that finesse is definitely more present and like there's way more guitar like I really like this album because it was really fun to have the guitar almost like mirror the vocals in that like both instruments are like really heavily layered. Some tracks would have 10 guitar tracks, 15 vocal tracks, you know, like there's just like a lot of stuff going on like layered. But as far as like cohesiveness, I feel like we really we kind of like share an artistic brain. I feel like we have sort of like our like eyes on the same kind of goal, so spiritually it feels kind of like more cohesive and like it's out of the mind of like one person but his influences um yeah definitely in there it sounds better <laughs> I'll see you, I'll see you. I'll see you. 
in between the first album and this album, we like moved across the country. So that's a big difference. But I I don't know. I mean, I'm the kind of person that I feel like I've been the same person like my whole life. Like thinking about myself, like in kindergarten, it feels kind of like the same. Like I've like tried to change, you know, <laughs> I'm, I was always like the new kid. So I would always like, I would, before we would move to a new school, I'd be like, oh, I could be like, maybe I could try being like this kind of person, be like, you know, try something different, be like the cool new person or whatever. But I just like, I just can't do it. It's like impossible for me. So I feel com- more confident as an artist, but um as far as like things in my life, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't think that much has changed. Like my inner world feels like, uh, like sort of like a constant. You see me when you looked up from the street. And I see you from the I'm inspired by like a million things. I feel like I'm just like constantly taking everything in. Like it's like it might, I I don't usually have a conscious thought of like, oh, that would be a really good lyric for a song or like these creative inspiration. It just sort of like accumulates. And then I like just sort of dig around and like find stuff, like sort through it. One thing I was thinking about that I feel like really influenced me a lot. It didn't influence like the actual the actual album, I don't think, but it influenced me as someone who like makes things. I was reading the novel Lonesome Dove by Larry McMurtry. I was reading that while I was like finishing up the album. The songs will have like 50 tracks. So it was like a real challenge to mix. And I was just like obsessing over it. It was very difficult and I just started getting really neurotic. I'm going to be mixing this for the rest of my life. I'm never going to be able to put anything out because I'm just going to be like messing with this. But I was reading um, Lonesome Dove and it's about these like cowboys. So these guys are like taking the cattle up from like the Mexico-Texas border all the way up to Montana. And I don't know, just like reading about them, they just like, they have this one job to do. They're just getting it done. They might get stuck in like a dust storm for like 48 hours with like no shelter and they deal with it and they just try to get the job done. And I mean, that's not what the book is about. The book is like amazing. I would definitely recommend it. And it's like, it goes very deep. Uh, That's like just something that kind of stuck with me. It's just like, just get the job done. Like you don't have to worry about all these little things. Just like take the cows to Montana. (laughs) I feel like that was like a really helped me finish the album and helped me kind of like creatively. Fiction in general, that's where I go a lot of times. I go to like movies, narrative movies and novels to help me kind of like make sense of things like in the world, in my life, because uh, it's hard to trust nonfiction. You are about to hear Have Fun from Bobo 2. I picked this song because it seems to be one that like has been resonating with people. And something funny about writing it was I used to have a Twitter account and I post when I was writing the song, I posted a poll and I asked people if they thought Have Fun or Heaven was the better lyric. Probably like eight people voted, but it was like dead even. And I thought, oh, like, let me try to like put both of them, both of the lyrics together. So that's kind of, 
<laughs> That's uh, that was part of the process. <laughs> I hope you're having fun, like you're in heaven. Gontics for their um, album release at the International on May 20th. And we're also releasing um, some merch pretty soon, too. I did um, this like bootleg Mickey Mouse drawing that we used as, <laughs> as a t-shirt. There's one small size left, so hit me up if you want it. Uh, <laughs> uh, people can find us 
on Instagram at actuallybobo. And on our Instagram, um, we have links to Spotify and other streaming platforms, Bandcamp, and we like post about like shows and other stuff on there. If you enjoyed this episode of Soundwaves, please take 60 seconds to rate and review us on iTunes. Representation matters. It matters in age, race, skill, experience, opinion, and thought. W Collective Company aims to acknowledge and celebrate women in their 40s, 50s, 60s, and beyond. Head to utah40over40.com to learn how to be part of this movement. The Living Traditions Festival is a multicultural community event presenting music, dance, food, and craft from over 90 cultures with no ticket required and happening on May 20th to 22nd at Washington and Library Square. More info at livingtraditionsfestival.com. Genderfuck is back for 2022. This is Utah's premier queer punk rock pride kickoff party where attendees are encouraged to challenge gender norms and stereotypes while taking in the vast talents of local trans and queer music and stage performers. Don't miss it on June 2nd. Get your tickets now at 24ticks.com.